Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Bernard. And the two of you. Timmy Lammers. Kristen Burt. Look at that. We got everybody. Yay. Everybody's we in. Who? And uh, Timmy's in the center square. Just yeah, like what the hell? He's in the center Big square. Show. Isn't that name Brady? Alice. Alice. Yeah. Oh, wait. Alice it's Alice. Alice. He would be Alice. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> You're right. Or Paul Lynn. Oh, in uh, Hollywood Squares? Yeah. Hollywood, well, yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. He was always square. in the middle square, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. I used to love him on that show. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> he would go off the deep <laughs> end. He was very funny. He was very, very funny. So what's that? Oh, you know what? We got to uh, cover a couple of things here. Oh, dear. I don't think there's any. No, these are good things. Oh, this is business? This is business. <laughs> okay, no, just for that, I'm like, not going to do it. I'll do it later. as they say. Unbelievable. You believe that I was going to you know, do some nice stuff, and now I'm not. I've decided don't against do it. it. Nope, there'll be none of that. That'll be nice. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of questions about things. I was just talking to Ralph about this, that uh, some stories came up. They're run, uh, I could probably ask both of you this, or everybody on the show this, actually. Some very <laughs> negative stories come out about stupid things that people have said, and I don't know how they do this, but they are wiped off the face of the earth. How do they get that done? Well, I'm just wondering who who is it that said something stupid? There's so many people. I'll that give say it to you. Things daily, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just a Twitter mob. To me, yeah. I, I, well, I this don't guy, know, man. I already told Ralph this about ten minutes ago. There was a doctor out in California, big time surgeon, and he's speaking to like eighteen or twenty other surgeons about this, that, and the other thing, and it's all recorded. But you cannot find this recording anywhere now. I I heard it last night, but it's gone today. He said, you have to understand how important this transgender surgery is to us. It's a very, very important job that we have ahead of us. Transgender surgery um, is a very, very big deal now. I mean, you guys have to understand how much money we make from this. He wasn't talking about transgender people. He was talking about how much money they make from the surgery. And they do. Jesus. I looked it up. So far, $2 million. Million? $2 million. I would assume it would be a lot more than that. Oh, I think I'm just talking about this month. Oh. I don't know, man. You get into that debate, it's you cannot. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, he's just stating facts, isn't he? I mean, but the yeah. money part of it. Don't bring up costs the money. a lot of money, but I mean, you just can't afford to slip up in any sort of way in no. that debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. but that's it's in healthcare. You have to be so so careful with regards to what you say, how yeah. you say it, things yeah. like that. Yeah, just because I suppose it's 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 a delicate delicate issue. But unfortunately, the the people who are going through transgender surgery will do anything anything to get that surgery done and they will pay mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. the market will bear and it is just tens hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on where is. you well, are well it isn't a co- it's covered by insurance right Ooh, i don't in know in a lot about of states that. i thought that they mandated that it had to be <clears throat> they're going to mandate breast enlargement no well that's the thing well, that's one of the, going back the and forth well, yeah, one is I treating mean, a dysphoria, and the other one is a woman who's had children. Uh, she has smaller mm-hmm. breasts than what she had. She's dysphoric over that. That's a no- that is a oh, positive. What thing. qualifies a- as dysphoria? Actually, uh, Becky, yeah. who lives in the UK, said that if you, as a, a woman, if she could make a case that her self-esteem is affected by her breast size, that the uh, NHS NHS will pay for it. Yeah, but you and won't get it done why... for two or three years. Well, yeah, that's the yeah, other that's thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah. <clears throat> By the I'm time you done, you'll be uh, 80 so years private old. Private health insurance in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. That well, isn't happen. it elective, though, too? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> right. You know, how many surgeries are not covered because they're elective? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Which a lot aren't elective. Like, I don't yeah. Like, you know, skin cancer removal. Not elected. Gotta pay for, pay cash for that. Do you really? Well, no. that's if you no, haven't met no, your no, deductible. No, no. That's, that's, well, yeah, that's if you haven't oh. met your deductible. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, but biopsies, skin biopsies, you have to pay for that. No, you don't. Not if you deductible. No, no, yeah. not but if they're coded properly. Pay, that's incorrect. I, I've always had to pay for mine. Yeah, but I don't. I don't ever, this. ever, ever, ever meet my deductible. No, I never. Well, there you go. That's why you're paying for it. That doesn't help. But yeah, I just. 
I don't know. Well, Tom right. went into the doctor, into the ER. Into the ER. ERs are always going to charge. And he's on Medicare yeah. A, B, C, D, E, Blue F, Cross, and G. <laughs> and he still had to pay $4,000. $4,300 they charged. So, I mean, <laughs> How is that not covered by insurance? I know. And you're paying a ton for insurance because oh, you're still God, working. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. I, I mean, yeah, their bill, their, their, the bill was $12,000 and I got nicked for 4300 of it. I just don't understand wow. how, how that's possible. Twelve thousand dollars. Right. Is that how one much of those? was your aspirin? <clears throat> yeah, well, the aspirin yeah. was forty three hundred dollars. I mean, you got but all sorts of tests though. For an <laughs> itemized bill, you ask for an itemized bill mm-hmm. and then say, "I'm not paying a hundred dollars for aspirin. I could go to CVS." Well, yeah, that's very right. true. Well, I had uh, um, two years ago and this year, I had a mammogram and an ultrasound. Two years ago, it was $45. Same exact insurance, same exact situation. Two years ago, it was $45. This year, they charged me 1200 No, two years ago, we had different insurance. I am not on your... I'm in Dan's insurance from his work. Oh, interesting. But are mammograms complimentary? No, are they the, covered? The one... No, they are not. Oh, not in, not in our state, anyway. Oh, in California, they are, they're free. No, so they are not. I'm good. $1,200 yeah. for a mammogram. And a a ultrasound. And an ult- but that still sounds. I know it was ridiculous. I called and I was like, I had this exact same thing done for the exact same reason two years ago, and it was forty four dollars. Same insurance, same place, nothing changed. And they were like, Oh well, we'll write up a thing to contest it, and we'll let you know what happens. Oh, you guys at your ages, you <clears throat> should be doing health savings accounts. We have one. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, because then that's all tax free. And if you don't use it up in a year, it rolls over. So you can actually accumulate quite a bit of money in a health savings account. And you can can. use it for all kinds of stuff, going to the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. uh, I think even um, vision and hearing tests and all that stuff that insurance usually doesn't cover anyway. Yeah. 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 I'm just shocked that they would charge that much for a mammogram, even if you didn't reach your deductible. And, of course, this is coming from a, a very personal situation with my wife and catching that breast cancer early. I mean, my God, it's just amazing to me that there would be, there should just be some sort of cap. I know. Because you want to encourage those sorts of things. They, you're going to save a lot more money if you're, you catch it early. I mean, and granted, she did end up getting a double mastectomy, but no uh, chemo, anything like that. I mean, all that sort of stuff is expensive it's very expensive and the other thing is they keep changing the goalpost for the age of even Mm -hmm. qualifying Mm -hmm. to get a mammogram yep they pushed it back didn't they they finally did yeah at first it was you you weren't you couldn't even get an insurance company to pay for a mammogram unless you were 45 then it was 30 something and now so many women are getting very aggressive um, breast cancers at a very young age that I think they finally moved it back to 30 if your physician wants it. Oh, they moved it up. Oh, that's good. I thought they were actually... Well, maybe, maybe they did again. On, I don't well, know. Yeah, and my understanding was they were pushing it back, which was meaning meaning like going from 40 to 45, which is not a good thing. Yeah. They keep doing that with pap smears. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All women's health care is very odd. And it's just, um, it's interesting because after Obamacare, which helped a lot of people get coverage, which is great, it um, and it was supposed to limit how much health insurance companies made as profits, that did not, that part of it didn't happen. No. And after COVID, because nobody was going to the doctor, people weren't getting sick, they weren't getting injured because they were staying home, mm-hmm. insurance companies made record amounts of money. Yeah, insurance companies are making record profits, hospitals are making record yep. profits, the government's All making record profits. Humans aren't making record profits, though. Huh? <laughs> Humans aren't making no. record no. profits. No, no, no. Well, yeah. 45 of them Depends are. Depends on, yeah, which human you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Every the billionaires hosp- are. Every hospital that you've seen has had a multi- million or multi-billion dollar addition yep isn't that amazing that I mean, the hospital right down the street yep. yeah yeah yep. there you go oh, yeah right down the street providence tarzana i don't know if you've ever you remember it ralph but it's like tripled in size oh, wow. the pandemic well they built Jeez. three brand new three brand new hospitals for the usc campus three three hospitals Jeez. two special yep. two specialized hospitals mm. and they rebuilt the county 
unbelievable. Peter Sinai has is not just one campus; it's multiple campuses yeah. throughout LA now. I know. So they're making lots of money, and then and then they still have their hand out too. Mm-hmm. Say, would you? Don't you want to help this community yeah. by donating to this? And I I, <laughs> I saw know. through that. 40 years ago, I said, no, I'm not going to give you any money. You're making so much money now. Your, 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 cleric or your clerical staff and your um, administrative staff make more money than the physician. It oh, makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, buy a lot. Buy a lot. Wow. And I'm like, no, yeah, you got enough money. Well, the cost the, of aspirin has gone up from $100 to $200. Yeah. 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 Hasn't the University of Minnesota pr- pretty much purchased a ton of hospitals? It's like, this is a, a public <laughs> school. And how are they affording hospitals? <laughs> I don't get it. State university. And, and you have to remember, too, they, they accumulate quite a bit of political power because, as you remember, just a few weeks ago, was it that nurse staffing requirement or what was it? There was a law passed in Minnesota, but somehow Mayo said, no, 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 we're not participating. Oh, uh, yeah. There was... To make us participate, we have a billion-dollar project on the books that we're going to pull out. Right. So they God. gave them sort of some sort of special out. Ralph, can you, do you oh, know no, what I'm talking no, I, about? No, I'm not involved in a union shop. So uh, no, Yeah, but I, I, I mean, you heard about the but, issue, though. Oh, I yeah, mean, but I can just I, you how but, but powerful that, they are. To my point, a billion-dollar project the Mayo Clinic has. They're making plenty of money. Yeah. Yet they still have their hand out. Oh, don't you want to donate? Don't you want to donate? It oh, makes, yeah. It's yep. bizarre. Andy? Yes. I know you looked it up the other day. What is, what's in the bank for uh, Harvard again? Their endowment. Oh, their endowment. Their endowment. It Let's is see. unbelievable. The, and it just sits there collecting money. Let's see. And they here. actually got PPP money. Yeah, they did. But I think <laughs> yes, they did. But They're, don't forget, uh, they'll hit up the alumni every year. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have $53 billion dollars in assets. We're going after big guy today, I'm telling you. You hear that, Timmy? <laughs> Harvard yeah. has $53 billion in assets. Mm-hmm. That would go and for a lot of mammograms. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, could I have some for a mammogram? <laughs> Why did we let this Thank happen? You. Worldwide. When I was in Italy, I went, I, we, we went past a garden. Owned by Harvard University. Oh, garden, yeah. Garden, uh, public yep. garden, yep. Oh, yeah. So all the professors can go take a trip to Italy to oh, check sure. on the garden. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sure the garden. I, question, I ask the question every day. When's enough enough? Yeah. When you're right. Hell is I will the ask the billionaire that is stuck underneath the ocean right now. Oh, oh God, I know. $250,000 for that privilege. Yep. Who's 90, stuck under the ocean? Uh, oh, there's a submarine uh, that goes to the bottom of the ocean to look at the Titanic wreck, and they haven't come up. And they have. I guess the submarine has 96 hours of sustainability for I life. I think they're down to like 50 and, now, yeah. So they're yeah, trying to figure out how, what, uh, yeah. did they even find it? Did they send down another sub? What they did they did do? They did not find it. They did not this find it. They low. think it's possibly um, caught on Titanic debris. Oh, um, and God. if that is Okay, the I'm case, having a heart attack right now. <laughs> I'm not even thinking the about claustrophobia, this. it makes my palms sweat. Oh. Yeah. They did say that. Yep. The Coast Guard does not have the equipment in order to save them if that is the case. Yeah. So that means, you know what that means. You don't need me to. I mean, and they're no. they're starting to say, like, the best case scenario is that it imploded. A whole breach, Because yeah. of the pressure. Yes. Um, and then that scenario. way they wouldn't have felt anything. Right. Um, yeah, so just, like, of course, they're still hoping that this is a rescue mission. Uh, Why don't they have a locator beacon or a radio or good anything question. at maybe, all? Yeah. Maybe they you do. Maybe that it deep. was controlled by, like, a... PlayStation controller? Yeah. 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 Twenty-seven dollar piece of equipment. I thought it was a joke at first. I thought, oh, it's oh, Twitter smart ass. You know, it's a it's but a it Logitech controller. I've seen them before. Logitech? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well they and if you want to go and see what it's actually like, because it's so small, if you have claustrophobia, you're gonna like just die. But um I have claustrophobia David Pope, just thinking about uh, for it. For CBS News, did a whole segment on it, and they actually <laughs> went down to the Titanic. And this was five months ago, I believe, that the segment ran. It's on YouTube, um, but it is astonishing that people are willing to pay this amount of money to go and see the wreckage. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep. That's how much it yep. costs to go on the submarine. Yep. yep. Well, like I said, if you've Why? got billions of dollars what? and you've already done everything there is that normal people would like to do, you got to start. Concocting Doing crazy trips that nobody else has done because Why? you're bored you're with life. Into with 17 bolts, <laughs> they can't even break their way out. No, no. Yeah, no. They bolted it together. 
they both 17. bolted them in yeah. there. But I mean, even if they could break their way out, you're not breaking <laughs> your way out into no. 500 atmospheres of pressure. You would just yeah, yeah. It wouldn't would be a good right. idea. Yeah. So the I bolts understood that they, really once not, this mission or whatever the thing they do is done, it automatically floats to the top. Not anymore. So, That's why they think it's caught. That, if, if you stuck, can't locate it, yeah. and you still can, yeah, you can't get out from within. Oh. And there, they got how many hours of oxygen left? Ninety. Well, how many left? Fifty-ish, somewhere on there. Yeah, two, two days. They got, I, think, I just, you know, I know. I just makes I sense. Can't. But they, but you still would think. I think to Andy's point, you would think that there'd be some, yeah. some, some sort of beacon multiple, of some multiple sort. source yep. that yeah. you would be able to send a sonar mm -hmm. signal from that. I, yep. Truly, what? You know, every yeah. minute, every half minute, or you should, uh -uh. some mechanical system. So that people can locate. I mean, it makes no sense. No, that they can't not. find this. This is the rich person's new Mount Everest. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yep. Oh. It is. You're absolutely yeah. right. This and, and like doing SpaceX or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the space thing. Elon which I mean, and Jeff. If if, Jeff. if something goes wrong when you're being shot into space, you're just going to evaporate pretty quickly. So it's going to well, be a painless death. But this this submarine thing. <laughs> if something goes wrong, nothing can be good. No. Nothing. Well, I mean, I guess when you're down there and you're stuck on Titanic debris and you're like, we're not getting out, there's no way, you just, I'd probably just smash my head with something. Yeah, be really. Like, <laughs> Best way to do it. If we had an hour left of oxygen, I'd be like, Let, just smash my head yeah. and kill you me. You just go to sleep, though, won't I'm you? I'm done. Right? No. Yeah. Oh, no, you just Carbon you dioxide yeah, is you not a fun way to go. Slowly oh, poison God. air. Yeesh. Yeah. Not good. No, uh, carbon dioxide uh, suffocation no, is really not a really sad story. That's awful. It really is. That's awful. Mm -hmm. So if you ever do this, bring a suicide pill. I will say <laughs> yeah, basically. a submarine is at the probably bottom yeah. of One my of the list last places I'd rather be. I would yeah. want. I Why don't you just watch James Cameron's footage from Ghosts of the Abyss yeah, when he did go. the Titanic in a yeah. fantastic documentary yep. and call it a day. Boom. Yeah. I'm not even claustrophobic, but submarines are just... I know. I can't even imagine good. those service men and women that go down in a submarine voluntarily. Mm -hmm. I don't. What yeah. is wrong with you? I can barely handle submarines. the ride at Disneyland. So, you know, the, <laughs> I know. I know. Be, You're not even underwater or something now. But it used to be twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh and now it's a little gosh. mermaid ride mm -hmm. in Disney well, I World. I can bet you that James Cameron for sure is going to go back down to visit after this. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's oh. not going to stop. Now you can go down and see the sub that's caught on it. Yep. Yeah. God. Yeah. Well, wow. Mount Everest is covered in dead bodies. It so sure is. Yeah, it there is. you go. Mm -hmm. wow. sure is. It's I'm all trying true. to find the inside of the submarine. Nothing but good oh. news is all we have to it's say. It's like a tiny tube. PBS News has it. Yeah, it's it's... And they keep on saying it's the size of a minivan. I'm like, there. The minivan uh, is larger than this thing, this at is, least on the interior. Well, and there's how many yeah, walls? It looks pretty big on the outside, but again, your that's your perspective. I mean, who knows? You're probably right. How many it's people are in there? Small. Five, I think. There's five. And, people and they can't underwater. stand. They can only sit. So they're like oh, sitting God. kind of cross-legged. Mm. Yeah, there's not even like seats. They're sitting no. on the ground. I'm gonna of the have submarine. so many nightmares. I'm not sleeping again. The only seat is a toilet seat up <laughs> yeah. by the front window. Sounds really fun. I'm not kidding. Uh, really? In case they need to use the restroom. Like this is yeah. The why would I'm pretty sure they all crapped themselves by this time too. That's mm -hmm. the why would you want to do it? Tight. Why would you even want to get on that? Thing? Who cares? Because you well, got money to burn, and you don't, and you're bored. Yeah. Like I said, with Listen. doing all the other amazing things that there are to do on this planet. Listen. So if I ever given do... your choice of one or the other, is it going to be a rocket thing like Bezos, or is it going to be the 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 Titanic tour? Well, you're I mean, or you do both. I you think do I go with Jeff. I can't believe I'd say I go with Jeff Bezos. Yeah, over. yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I would. Yeah, I think I'd go. If I ever tell you, hey, I'm going to do this thing where I have to be bolted into something, <laughs> yeah. be like, no, 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 come with me. No, oh, no. All right, I'll strap you to a chair. <laughs> Thank you. Till it's over. I'm not doing Mount Everest either. I'm not doing any of them. Let's yeah. just no. no. We have uh, had amazing stories lately. Any situation where it's like breathing could be a problem. Optional. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some stuff that might help, but it might not work. Uh, it brings up anxiety, though, just even thinking about it. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Claustrophobia, the no way out. I am not a claustrophobic person in general, mm -mm. except for in a really slow elevator. 
I Slow, can be like, hot elevators. Yeah, that's a bad thing. thing or a lot is of it people. moving? What's going on? <laughs> My next question, though, for Kristen. Uh-oh. How long before Hollywood says, hey, we got to make a movie? Yeah. About oh, it'll be bet. no time at all. I bet. I will tell you right now, even though there is a writer's strike, there is some writer yeah. who yeah. is sketching an outline as we speak. Yep. I wouldn't even be surprised if James Cameron is already thinking about how he can make this into a documentary. Wouldn't well, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, a documentary, though, I mean, that that would be fascinating, I think. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, Netflix that, I will hope- do it. Netflix will do it. Oh, sure. Netflix, sure. Netflix yeah. is cranking out documentaries like there is no tomorrow mm-hmm. because they the audience is there, especially if they're true crime. Right? Mm-hmm. Or rock stars. And this is not true crime, but... It involves something, you know, dark, ghoulish. Yeah. yeah, it does. I want if they do make a movie of it, they got to call it The Briny Deep. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's great. Dark and briny. Dark. Dark. The briny <laughs> it's interesting deep. how many, there are tons of movies about being trapped on a mountain or trapped in space oh, or yeah, trapped in a cave. A yep. Not yeah. a whole lot about being trapped in the ocean. Yeah. Was there, interesting. Was there a, uh, a movie about the thresher? The American submarine that uh, went down. Oh yeah, uh, in the '60s, a nuclear submarine, the Thresher. Oh, I don't know. Thresher. I remember intense. that. It's named after a shark, kind of yep. shark. A Thresher. I'm reading a book with Fawn right now about Greenland how sharks. Deep, how yeah. deep is the Titanic in the ocean? Two miles. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty deep. Yeah, it's about twelve thousand yeah, feet, right? It's dark and it's deep, and <laughs> and and people want to see it now because it's being it's contaminated with like a metal eating like virus or bug right now. Oh, so it's Jesus. decomposing very quickly. So a metal eating. It's a bacteria, I believe. Bacteria. Maybe some sort of archaea. Let's wow. See. Well, you can add that to the script. The metal eating bacteria will go after the submarine and see it start eating away at that. So all of a sudden it's going to turn into a science fiction horror film. All I know is I sure hope at least they have lights in that thing. They do. They did. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, you have their own emergency I, power. Who knows? I hope they. Yeah, I mean, lights. I don't know because if they had lost communication, I mean, they were using Elon Musk's. What's Elon Musk's satellite? Skylink. 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 They were using the, Skylink. It, it, it just makes no sense that they can't find it. That, that's the. Thing. I know. There's, no, I know. there's not a redundant signaling system on that for emergency. Sonar is like no sense. If it's sending out sonar pings, you can find it. It just. This I thought there was one true. distress signal, though, wasn't there? Apparently, or, there was. They sent out one sonar ping like well before it got lost, and now it's mm-hmm. not anymore. Which is why I think it probably did implode. Or because, they thought, yeah. well, wouldn't debris come up or something? Maybe not that down that deep. Probably. Oh, not. maybe no. not much debris. No. Well, yeah, an implosion <laughs> at that two miles below the surface, it would be like an atomic bomb going off. What is the level when you go so deep you can't get back up? There is a level of the ocean. Once you get that deep, you cannot oh, get through it. 10,000 leagues? I might have to go. 10,000 leagues. I might have to go lie yeah. down. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? 
North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Yeah, why don't we, let's change the subject to something more happy. Can I I just bring up one thing? Because I don't know if this has reached beyond Hollywood. Does anybody know that Julian Sands, the actor, has been missing for five months? Why? No. I did not know that. Julian Sands. He, um, he was, was on a hiking expedition in Mount Baldy here in, outside of Los Angeles, and um, he was an experienced hiker, so that wasn't surprising. But we had obviously had like the worst winter we've had in decades, and they think he was caught up in that type of um, storm or something and oh. maybe got lost or oh, fell. But they've been searching for him for five months, and they oh just God. started the re- – uh, I would say that – search mission again yesterday because it had been covered in snow for so long. Wow. Man, what a world. Poor Julian. All right, I'm going to lighten the subject up a little bit. Catherine and I last night, and Catherine, I don't know, I guess we just, uh, we finished watching uh, Manhunt with Martin Martin Clunes Clunes. last night, and then Catherine clicked on this uh, one uh, video. It is the 35-minute celebration of the very end of Doc Martin. You guys ever watch Doc Martin? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest One shows of my ever shows on television. Ever. So, Kristen, you haven't seen it either. No, we talked about it this morning on yeah, the morning well, that's right, we did. Seventeen that's what we did. years. When you gave me homework, you said I had I did, to watch yes. an episode before June twentieth, twenty twenty four. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. She got a year I mean, to watch where? one episode. Is that where they're going? Are they taking it away then? Well, it's it, yeah, it's done. Well, but I mean, it had a seventeen-year is... run though, or eighteen years, or something crazy like that. But for UK, 18, that's yep. a long time. That is a long time. One well, of the great shows. I thought you were talking like a show like Gunsmoke or some older classic show. I mean, I've never heard of it. It's weird. You've never heard of Doc Martin. Oh, really? It's so good. It's phenomenal. Martin Clunes is amazing in it. He's he's, in a, it. he's actually amazing pretty much in anything he's in. He is. He absolutely is. But uh, if you get a chance, watch it. And I think Catherine and I, because it, we watched the very first episode together 18 years ago, so we might just start over again. Yeah. And I'll, by the time I'm done, I'll be 89. You That'll be good. You didn't start Doc Martin like when it first started, did you? Yeah. I uh, feel like you didn't start watching it no. until. I feel like it was when the podcast already... was on. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe a couple of years, but I don't I don't know. We've been watching it pretty steadily all along. It's a great show. It's a fabulous show. The co- the comedic writing is just British, fantastic British comedy, baby. So British. That's all I'm saying. But... So is it a week to week thing? It's not a dump, ten, twelve, thirteen episodes at once. Well, well now it is. Now it is, but it wasn't when it first came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> really, really well casted. I mean, the entire cast is perfect. Fantastic. Well, great yeah. writing. Yeah. He's married to the producer, which we didn't even yeah. know. Philippa Braithwaite, she writes everything and produces everything in the UK. She does, yeah. I was like, wow, they're married? I didn't know that. She's she's done everything. She's a very talented person. Good for Philippa. Uh, Honestly, and it's it's shot in this Port Isaac, the real town. Yeah. 
and um, yep. they've renamed it Port Wen, and the scenery is just gorgeous. The cinematography of British films, British shows, is very well done. It Critic is. Critic for the BBC. Yep, I mean, uh, Top right. Gear was at unbelievable uh, cinematography uh, when they were doing it. I mean, just so well done, and uh, really great creative people there. Yeah, they did a, the behind-the-scenes thing on this show was interesting because they showed everything from how they use cranes to make a car that that's hanging off a cliff look like it's moving around yeah and yeah. how they how they take things out of the shot to get it sunny because it was sunny in the morning when they were filming they did a lot of things like that that made it really interesting cool hello god i thought they'd about making it this is proof of uh, production but what, uh, what do you mean I, I, Funny. <laughs> it made no I was, anything. I know. I'm like, what an incredible description. I know, and you guys are just sitting there like, brr, brr, you guys. Brr. Oh, well, I've seen it. You're the one that's yeah, watching the, the show. I, I was looking to see if there was anybody I knew in the cast. There is one actress named Eileen Atkins that I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't recognize that many people. Not to say that they're Caroline. not. I mean, there are a lot of talented people out there that you never. I've been something. on one show for 18 years. So. Sigourney, yeah, Sigourney so. Weaver <laughs> is a good it. friend of one of the cast members that plays this crazy pharmacist who's just absolutely nuts. I guess they're really <laughs> great is. friends in real life. And Sigourney Weaver came and did a few episodes because her um, friend was in it. And what's, in, what's the name of the friend? Oh, gosh. Mrs. Tischel on the show. Yeah, Mrs. Tischel. <laughs> okay, well, I Tischel, I love it. Mrs. So Tischel. British. Yeah, very British. And she wears a neck brace for no reason. She oh, doesn't she's, need it. She's, oh, okay. she's, the she's, name of the actress is yeah. Selena Cadell or something. Selena Cattle. Um, and Not then Caroline Cattell. Oh, Caroline Katz is in A Small Light. She has a very right. small role in A Small Light. Um, she's been around for a while. She narrates it. Selena actually let's might go. have done a... Uh, Let's go uh, back to the car hanging or something. from a crane. So this is on the show? They're showing this on the show? Well, Doc Martin is, the, is a GP in a very small town, and anything that happens, he's, he's it. They don't have an ambulance service. He has to, like, dash down to the waterfront to, you know, try to revive people or whatever. So, yeah, there was a car. There was a scene where there was a car that went off a cliff, and he had to go in and intubate her and all this kind of stuff on right. the side of the road and they were showing how you know he was trying to get her out of the car with a, a police officer and they had the car actually you know rocking back and forth so it felt very realistic they they the way they shoot this and write this and stuff is very expensive and nothing like this is ever going to happen again that's true yeah mm -hmm. okay i i I, th I thought you i thought they had scenes of how they were taking the how they're doing the taking the Cloudy sky turned into a sunny scene. I mean, I thought they were showing how they did that. Yeah, they do. They did show that. They show. Okay. Uh, yeah. They so did. this. So so the, he was. So the doctor was responding to a movie scene. No. Oh, okay. No, that this was behind the scenes. I guess oh, okay. I didn't explain oh, so, it right. Maybe that's why everybody. So was there's a behind the scenes. Like a bunch of birds <laughs> right into a window. <laughs> I talk and everybody goes right into a window. <laughs> what? What is she saying? We cannot understand but, her so, words. So, the, so there was so, so there was an episode that just shows how this was done. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. Yep, it was really, right. really good. Okay. <laughs> okay then. I was confused. I was okay. like, "What? All right." You know, talk about me, being confused. You. When you started talking about Doc Martin, I was thinking that is it Doc Martin's boots or something? The I shoe. know. I wonder if they did it on Oh, it's like a show about the shoemaker or something. Or? It's probably a pun. A pun. I'm, that would be my guess. I would hope they do. Yeah. They do some of that stuff in in the show, but or did they get the name from the show for the boot? No, oh. Doc Martens are well. They've been around that, forever. They've been around forever. I I've think, never owned one. Weren't they a military yeah. boot at one time? I don't know. Or they just look like know, but they're a pain in the butt to break in. But once they are, they're so comfortable. Yeah. Like Birkenstocks. Dr. Martens was for, founded in 1947. So, yeah. Yay. A little it's before a the show. It's been a bit. So they were not World War II foot gear. No, is it, right Is after. it a British brand? <clears throat> um, German. German. Okay. So. But it is headquartered in the UK now. Uh, Doc! Oh, oh and the creator was a doctor 
in the German army during World War II. Okay, so he was a so Dr. Martin well, in the te- army. They're there. technically Dr. Martins. Yes, People they are, call them Doc Martins, they but are they're Dr. Dr. Martins. Martins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Teva is actually Teva. Oh, you're supposed to, the shoe brand, everybody says Teva, it's actually Teva. The Chico uh, car seats are Kiko. It's like, why? You know everyone's going to read it as Chico. It's Italian. Put like a umlaut over the H or something. Uh, An umlaut. (laughs) An umlaut over Over the H. H. It's an accented H. Sure. You don't pronounce it. (laughs) 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 Anything from the two of you entertainment uh, reporters, anything new? new coming out we should see asteroid city have you seen it yet no no i haven't um i did see indiana jones though oh Oh, what'd you think i hear it's not great i think you're i think a lot of people i i don't get the criticism i honestly don't i thought it was really good i really did and and you know i just think that the you, you know, you get people, it, it's like, like the Twitter mob. I mean, there are, there's toxic fandom. You know, I don't know if you've heard of that, you know, where people are picking stuff apart before long before it ever hits the screen. So it almost feels like mm-hmm. it's doomed. Like people said that The Flash was awful. The, did you see The Flash, uh, Kristen? I did, but I'm not a big superhero fan, so I'm not I, like... And I thought that I was going to go see a piece of trash. It was very entertaining. Oh. I, and again, but... People rip on it for the fan service because but they have a they lot. They have an of, Ezra Miller issue too. For well, a lot of people, yeah. they stayed away because mm-hmm. of it. I think that's the problem, and and so the thing with the the fan service, you know, don't you make movies like this for fans? I I don't get that. Why that's a bad thing? What when you're when you're creating. Well, in this case, nostalgic situations mm-hmm. like Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good thing. I mean, it, it's fun, and the guy is willing. He's game to do it. And he's the best uh, Batman. Yes. yes. Correct. And, yeah. and After Adam West, so, of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. there, there are a lot of different cameos in this from the past. I, I don't want to spoil it yet for people because it really is fun. There was, there was one scene that I knew in a big cameo that was spoiled, which kind of pissed me off. It's like you can't look anywhere now without learning of spoilers, but... There are a lot of great cameos in this, a lot of fun ones. And, you know, people, the criticy critics call it fan service. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. That's who buy, that's who pays for the tickets, fans. I want to be, I want to enjoy myself when I see a movie like this. And I did. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't get all the, all the hate for it. And then, of course, they declared a bomb right away. It did come in at $55 million box office and the estimate they were predicting 70 million for the weekend so that's where the disappointment is and i do think like for someone like me who's not a big dc marvel fan i'm at superhero fatigue i am like most people are i think you know yeah i think it's been 10 years of it yeah (laughs) yeah and we have to start thinking like how are you going to get me let's you know besides me going to free screenings let's let's talk about me slapping down my 15 dollars what is it going to take for me not the superhero fan to slap down my 15 dollars and go back to the movie theater. And I don't think I'm alone in this, no. you know? No, no, you are not. In fact, I, I'm right with you. Uh, that last Spider-Man into the spider or across the Spider-Verse. There's mm-hmm. two of them. Um, that's where I thought, you know what, this is... See, because right now the, the, the big creative step that Marvel and DC are taking are, is with the multiverse, where you have different universes of these characters, which allows characters like Michael Keaton's Batman to be involved. You still have Ben Affleck's Batman, but now you have this in an alternate universe. Mm -hmm. And so that's their new big thing. They do that with Marvel. They're doing it with DC now. And yes, I I was feeling fatigue after the Spider-Man movie, but this one, it's like, uh, it was different because again, it was, it was really nostalgic for me. Right. And, um, but apparently not for a lot of other people because again, not enough people went and, $300 $300 million budget when all is said and done. I mean, that's... That's, that's a lot of money to be kissed. And, and it's not like it's making it overseas either, so... Yeah, production bu- budget, by the way. Not with marketing. Yeah, add another 300 <laughs> for marketing. Yikes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... And then you got to believe that to get somebody like Michael Keaton to participate, he's going to have back-end points, so he's going to get his money before the studio does or right. whoever. So, 
there, there's just this movie is going to make my it is a bomb. But I mean, when you see the word bomb attached after the first weekend, then people are going to think, oh, this sucks. And they they're not. Go. They'll yeah. wait till it's on streaming and right. then they'll watch it there. But I mean, there there are some interesting things like Barbie. I am going to go to the theater mm. to see that if I don't go to oh, a yeah. screening ahead of time. Like that to me is so unique and interesting and hilarious. Mission Impossible 7 premiered mm. yesterday, you know, in in Rome and yep. people are raving about it. They said you've never seen stunts like this. You have to go to the theater to see it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Luckily, I'm going to screen that one early, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been really fortunate. I mean, I, I saw The Flash a couple of weeks ahead of time. I saw Indy a couple of weeks ahead of time. Um, and sometimes you wonder, like in the case of Indiana Jones, it, it premiered at Cannes. And uh, it was being ripped right out of the gate. It's like, why would you screen a movie like that if you know there's a potential for it to get decimated a month before it comes out? And then people are piling on. The critics are piling on because nobody wants to be on that opposite side. Nobody wants to stand up and say, hey, you know what? That's actually a pretty good movie. Well, I don't give a crap about stuff like that. I think it's a great movie. But Elemental is dealing with the same situation. Oh, yeah. and audiences love it. The what, If you take a look at Rotten Tomatoes, the audiences are like, it's good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Flash. The Flash, the critics are ripping it, but the audiences love it. It's 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 a Godzilla movie. movie. You know, it's it's like a Godzilla movie. What do you expect? It's an Indiana well, Jones yeah, movie. What do you expect? What are you Indian. looking for besides a fan movie? That's it's what it is. Well, I yeah, think the sense. argument is that okay. So back then, you know, Indiana Jones first comes out, and it's an original new idea. Which okay, that's fair enough. But Indiana Jones 2 wasn't an original idea. People loved that. It's just more mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. 3 was just more Indiana Jones. It's the same thing over and over, but people liked it back then. Now you got more Indiana Jones, but now it's a bad thing. It doesn't really make yeah, a whole lot of sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, the big difference with this one is that Spielberg and Lucas are not involved. That is kind of... Yeah, and, but James Mangold is directing it, and I, I think I told, said this on the... Uh, either last week here or on the uh, morning show. He's a hell of a director. So I didn't have any worries going in that this guy wasn't going to be able to handle it, and I think he, it's terrific. I, you know, the, the, the action sequence... You know how every uh, Indiana Jones film begins with a stretch that 20 minute stretch it's great opening action sequence and as far as i was concerned i mean he nailed that i thought okay i'm strapped in for the ride this is going to be fun and it was fun uh it, it's it's more of a downer of a movie i will say than the other ones but the whole story makes sense and the reason that indiana jones in this case and you might have gathered from the trailers or TV spots. He's older. He's broken. And you find out why. So they're humanizing him a little bit more in this. He does this, you know, spectacular, fantastical stuff that he's done before. But I think he's more humanized this time. So I think they're moving the character forward. I think the biggest mistake in the whole franchise was the one with Shia LaBeouf. That one went south. I was going to say, you know what movie did have Spielberg and Lucas involved? Yeah, and that's probably after that they said, screw this. I don't want to take any more shots. I mean, Mm -hmm. these guys got more money than God, but they also have egos, and they don't want those egos bruised. So both of them stepped away from this one, and Mangold took the punches and is going to be taking the punches, and I don't understand why, because uh, he is a terrific filmmaker, and you'll see why once you see this movie. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. 
and tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tim, did you do the press junket and interview Harrison? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I you know, it's just you're in different outlets that some people get everything some people get nothing and i'm one of those i got nothing although i do have uh um i know james mangold's publicist and i actually talked with her last week and i asked her actually i said well what does james think about this whole can situation she said you know what honestly can the can film festival is more about yes it's a it's a market to purchase films but it's also the highfalutin it's the yeah. snobby films, is, the, the yeah. art films. And this person represents art films. It's not, not putting them down, but that's the sort of audiences that you have there. And so that's why I don't know why you would put, you would debut a popcorn film there. But they gave him the lifetime achievement. And I, I, the one thing yeah, I was going to say yeah, about Harrison is that he's been, I mean, he's such a reluctant star all the yeah. time and doesn't want to be interviewed. And he's been very open and congenial and lovely during the interviews of, you know, people I know who have interviewed him so far for the film. So, I mean, he at least is putting his 100% behind it where he hasn't always in the past. So yeah. I yeah, think that's I, nice. I mentioned last week. I mean, you know, I, I would imagine it has to do with the people that are interviewing him too, because some people are going to be intrusive and I've never been one of those to, to try, you know, to delve into any sort of personal stuff, but you know, he is a very tough interview. There's no question, but he's also the sort of guy, you know, if he realizes that this isn't going to go that direction where it's going to get personal, then he sort of opens up. And again, it also, and you know this, Kristen, it depends on the time you have. Uh, I had a better interviewer interview with him at 10 minutes than I did with five. Yeah, I was going to say the four, the four <laughs> minutes that they give you. Anywhere, so, but the but I'm, I'm also curious, too, is that he and Callista, his wife, Callista Flockhart, have been leaning very heavily into promoting their relationship, which is Ooh. definitely like a red carpet device. And uh, she's been throwing up a lot of like photos of the two of them, like looking cute and cuddling together on social media, which normally is not something that you see. So they're definitely leaning into this narrative of selling this film. Hmm. And they're doing it together, which I kind of like. They're kind of fun to yeah. watch together. And I get it. You know, it's a PR move and everything else. But we so rarely see them that it's not annoying. It's kind of refreshing to see that he's just not this grumpy guy. Right. He's, he's re realizing at age 80, I can't be a curmudgeon anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, we need to see you as a, you know, a doting husband. And I, I think that they genuinely have like a great relationship. But they've been smart to keep it out of the public eye you know, a lot of the time, but I think it was sweet to see them at Cannes together. Yeah. And, and you know, what is really amazing to me is that when's really the last time she's done anything? Brothers yeah. and sisters. Uh, and how many years ago was that though? I mean, that it's she she something for Supergirl. Is she the one I'm thinking of? I'll look that up. Yeah. So I if I'm like... silent, it's not that I'm not listening. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not that I'm not listening. Well, you know, uh, um, um, Catherine, I almost said Callista. Catherine had something to say and nobody responded. <laughs> I know. Warning everybody in advance yeah. that. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, she did Supergirl from 2015 to 2021. Oh, okay. So that's fairly she recent. Great, but I just feel like, again, that's not something that, but I loved her and brothers and sisters, but I feel like Supergirl, again, yeah. goes into that niche audience mm -hmm. again brothers and sisters ended in 2011 so yeah and that's oh. for yeah, a lot so of people I guess she's done things but just you know isn't obviously i don't know if anybody can be as high profile as harrison ford um but uh well yeah and harrison's gonna come back he's gonna be in uh, he took um william hurt's place in marvel 
And there's going to be in the Captain America movie with Anthony Mackie. He's going to be Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt. But at one point you wonder, when is he going to hang it up? You know, I mean. Him and Clint. But he's terrific in this movie. I mean, he you, you forget that it's Harrison. I mean, he's indie all over, you know. Well, Lindsay had dinner with Harrison Ford. Well, they were in the same restaurant for New Year's Eve. It was, well, how, 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 how many tables have to separate you before you're really having dinner with him? Yeah. And it was a couple of tables over. He was there with his family. Um, and nobody at all spoke to him, bothered him, or anything at all in Hollywood. It was one of the my restaurants God, in L.A. That's so nice. no, one really, no one was, you know ooh and on and uh, bothering for uh, autographs or anything like that. Fascinating. A friend of mine uh, ran into him but didn't speak with him, but uh, obviously recognized him in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where he probably has one of several houses. And he was in a, like a hardware store or something and just just Harrison there, you know. The clerk was talking to him just like anybody, any other customer. So that's the sort of life he, he's probably yearning for, so it's perfect, so... Yeah, I would be very, you know, talking about Sigourney Weaver years and years ago when I did do junkets once in a while for Bill Carlson and uh, Kristen, that's a local anchor uh, for CBS here Mm -hmm. for 50 years, actually, he was with and he was my mentor in the business. So once in a while, I'd go to junkets, got out of a cab and Sigourney Weaver standing there and just striking. Yeah. And part of you wants to go up and say something and part of you just like, you know, just leave her alone, you know. But I actually did interview her a few months later on the phone and told her about that. But, you know, it's just weird. You know, when you do see somebody you recognize in public and you just want to leave them alone. But part of you wants to just, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, definitely. What do you guys think is going to happen? Like that, uh, Chris, I'm sorry, Catherine. Do you run into people like that oh. just in normal situations, Kristen? My neighborhood is filled with celebrities. So, yeah, I mean, on my morning walk, I can bump into anyone if I want to or Starbucks or anything else like that, just because it's L.A., right? It's the kind of like average part of your day. Are you talking like Jerry Mathers? Jerry Mathers? No, I have like, like. People don't know who Jerry Mathers is. Ray Romano lives in my neighborhood. Oh, that's nice. Jenna Dewan. We just watched his movie, his new movie. Really good. Speaking yeah, of we, Ray I think Romano. we talked about it yesterday on the very good the morning show. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he lives. I mean, I I could walk to him in like three minutes. That's how fast. He, yeah, that's how close he lives. Go to get me. him quick. Yeah, I'll go get him. Let me just. I'll be like, come to my closet. We're talking, Ray Romano. <laughs> it's, it's not creepy at all. No, not creepy. Yeah, well, my me, studio. No, which... Fred Willard used to when he was uh, alive. Oh, he used I to love live Fred in my neighborhood. Yeah. Oh. Um, my, because the area I live in, um, in LA has a lot of, it's a lot of land for this part of the valley. So, um, people like to buy it so they can spread out and build oh, their big houses. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of double lots instead of just like single lots. Okay. So my question was with all the, ch- the new changes for best picture, the criteria that they've just oh, laid yeah. down the law on. What's going to happen to the film industry? Are, are, are people going to rush to be the first person to win that category so that they can, you know, crow about that? Or is it going to just churn out a bunch of the same movie just to fulfill the new criteria? What's going to happen? Well, a lot of the criteria um, includes crew. So you need to have, you know, a certain amount of diversity on screen, but also a certain amount of diversity off screen. And I think what it's going to do is open up opportunities to people behind the camera, too, which I think will give people a leg up, which will also create generate new stories. Okay. So I'm actually excited about it. I thought it was the story, too, had to be... um, I I thought they were trying to manipulate the storylines, too. Well, one thing that I, yeah, I mean, here's, here's the big thing with it. There are, and Kristen, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is to like three or four different components and you have to meet criteria in two of the four or two right. of the three. Yeah. It doesn't so, have to be, you don't have to check okay. all the boxes. Oh, okay. All right. right. Yes. You don't. And so it's not an across the board sort of thing. So one of them, yes, is you have to, if you meet a deal where it's one person of color and one person that's, um, disabled in some sort of way or whatever 
you know, then then that's if you actually have a project or a film where they meet that criteria, then it's like, boom, OK, that one is taken care of. And then there's one other category of the again, three or four that and, and the other one or maybe other ones, like Kristen was saying, are, are behind the camera. Yeah. OK, so oh, I thought you know, they had to be no, all, you, all right. Yeah, so no, you, people shouldn't get too worried about film. this, honestly. It's yeah. I, it's one of those things, it's a headline grabber to be like, the Academy says you have to do this when it's really it's it's guidelines that you have to adhere to some, not all of the criteria. Oh, okay. And I think it's gonna make some on personally, I think it's gonna make some meaningful changes. Ten years out, we're gonna start seeing some of those effects of what well, they created. Okay. One guy that's totally against it. Um, and, and Andy, you could probably find some sound bites from him. Richard Dreyfus. It makes me want to vomit. I saw that. <laughs> they asked him about the, you cannot, uh, I don't know what he politicized. I, he, he has some great sound bite, though. He's, he's been very vocal about it. And he hopefully uh, he will be available. He's got a book coming out. And hopefully you'll be able to get him on the show here or the morning show or both, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, he's very, you know, I don't know how old Richard Dreyfus is, but he's in the I don't give a shit phase of his life. <laughs> so that's why he is being open about it. And, and I don't know whoever thought to ask him, maybe because he's an Oscar winner himself, you know, to ask him about what do you think of this thing with the new criteria? But he doesn't hold back. That's for sure. No, nope. probably didn't win any new fans on that interview. He's 75. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but he's great actor i mean my god and 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 so it's interesting because obviously a lot of folks hold back on their and i don't know if this speaks to his political ideology or not but certainly if you're a republican in hollywood you're not going to advertise it that's for sure no. and i don't know if richard dreyfus is or not but again he's just maybe he's pushing back against the generational changes or something i don't i don't know I don't know. I don't know if everybody's entirely happy with the Academy thing. No, because I, you are still putting mandates on something to win an award. So, well, the Academy has long just been stuck in their box of like what the Academy Awards should look like and not move forward for years and years and years. And it's just it's why the show gets so boring. I mean, and they're 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 still <laughs> dealing with the aftermath of the will smith chris rock situation people will talk about that slap for another decade it, you know and it's we can sit there and question it like why didn't someone come up and do something why didn't will smith get you know kicked out of the show they were so worried about what it would look like instead of doing the right thing in that moment and tom you're still convinced that it is fake and absolutely <laughs> there's no way because i saw it again yesterday because there was a video that popped up on my screen about the 20 people that can't get hired in hollywood anymore you know it's like the oh god i can't even think of any of their names but you'd know most of it just starting to get well what's his name is it the lead guy oh god the lead guy the guy who's nobody's hired in years because you're such a jerk but his name is still what Mel Gibson? Shia LaBeouf. Shia, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. There we go. The poison pill of the fourth yeah. Indiana Jones Mental film. Problems. And yeah, Mel Gibson was another one of them on there and all sure. the rest of it. But Will Smith is on that list. Will he Smith ruined his on, career he, in that moment. He, he Richard did. Dreyfus, a late addition. <laughs> he just, yeah, he, they just added him to the list. He's at the well, bottom, but what did he do? Well, he just said that the the, the first right. standards make me want to vomit. Yes, he yeah. Did. It didn't come across well at all. No. I showed no. very blunt. You can't even be blunt anymore. Though. Blunt, That's... negative. It came. It, it didn't come across well. And even if he meant it, maybe in a different way, it just came across exactly the way it sounds. It's um, awful. I think he meant it to sound exactly the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to give so... him a little benefit of the doubt, but it just mm -mm. it didn't resonate. It <laughs> landed like a big old. Enjoy that though. I mean, somebody just throwing it out there it's like you know you're putting your career at risk it's why not but he's like I, he's I like i got my oscar i'm 75 i've had a great career yeah what does he, he have to lose? he played bernie madoff too didn't he so yes yes he did yeah God. now now i know you've talked about this before but de niro played madoff as well correct mm -hmm. he did okay yeah. and and richard dreyfus and i haven't seen either 
and maybe a part of me doesn't want to. Well, the one documentary. Just the go documentary, watch the documentary is great. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I love the fact that the indicator on the stock market is a snake climbing up the board. I love that. It's a good visual. Yeah, right there it is. Very, very good. But I, you know, I, we just we'll keep moving forward, right? We sure will. <clears throat> but I did. I did see that Slaughter. again last night when uh, Will Smith walked up on stage. And as he's raising his hand literally from his hip, um, Chris Rock starts to flinch already. His flinch is way They're too no early. longer friends. They oh, are no this I is, this was never a PR stunt. They are <clears throat> no longer friends. They don't speak to each other. Now, did Chris Rock make a lot of money off of a great comedy special? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he uh, did. Sure, he milked it as he should. You know what? Yes. Yeah. That's probably the way to do it. Oh, if you're yeah. looking at it from a PR standpoint, yeah, but, but Will Smith, yeah, what and I will tell you, here's, here's where Will Smith went wrong besides all of this. He went to the Vanity Fair party with oh. his Oscar and his family, and they were like dancing in the center like nothing happened. Yeah, but That's with it. what sealed the deal for his reputation in Hollywood. Yeah, Did like you what say would he get have? Jiggy with it. <laughs> get out, glamorous. Get he out. Was. He was. He was. It's a really good song, too. Let's be honest. It's good. It is. It is. <laughs> Hey, but again, this this is where, you know, Tom and I disagree on this. I just cannot see how anybody be, would be that willing to blow up their career. That's, I can't even. Yeah. What I'm saying, like, we'll, slap, we'll have to gain from it. The thing is one thing, but when he went loco and started, keep, your, we'll keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. I mean, then yeah, it's like yeah. that look in his eyes. And I know, Ralph, we've talked about this before, too. It's like he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. Still, you're putting your entire career uh, y- yeah up at you know it was you know he risked everything and he lost yeah, well, he lost and, and emancipation on apple tv plus was supposed to be like a second round mm-hmm. of an oscar nomination of like look what i can follow this up right, with and right. the academy largely ignored it because people could not ignore the will smith slap yeah they took a risk they were going to delay it for a long time and then they thought well let's do it so, Which I think kind of was an arrogant move. We'll find out. I think you it know, was it's a gamble, but you know they lost. I mean, it hit the wall. We'll and you saw that. it was coming too because Will Smith started doing like cute little videos on his Instagram again, and I'm like, oh, this show's coming. They're gonna they're gonna do the movie. They're just gonna release it, and they did. Hmm. But they tested the waters too soon. He needed to go away for at least a year, two years, three yeah. years. Yeah. I have never seen somebody their career just go from i mean it just dropped to zero it, it just flatlined i've never seen that in all the years i've been doing this i mean you've had some look at alec baldwin in his situation right. with the the shooting on the set and he's kind of going about things like well you know i'm coming back it's not a big deal i thought he would never come back from that even even with all the controversy surrounding tom cruise he is still the top movie star mm-hmm. in yep. Hollywood has tons of power. He's going to have another great summer. Will Smith not coming back from this. Yeah. They announced a bad boys for him and uh, Martin Lawrence, whose career I like Martin Lawrence a lot. Don't get me wrong, but his career is not exactly on fire. No. And the last bad boys movie was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but this one didn't really generate the buzz, but it was like a big deal. Well, you know, Martin and I are announcing bad boys for and, yeah, okay, whatever. So maybe that will bring back some of his Maybe. Audience. I mean, there's going to be fans of the franchise who just won't even think about it, won't care. It's like some people don't care about Ezra Miller's issues and mm-hmm. are like, I'm going to go see The Flash. That's fine. Well, and here's, I don't know if I said it in the review last week, Tom, with you on Friday. Honest to God. And, I, and Kristen, being that you're not a big superhero fan, maybe, you know, you don't feel this way. I thought Ezra Miller's performance in this movie was on a level of Robert Downey Jr.'s performances in mm-hmm. the Iron Man as Iron Man and Avengers. I thought he was so terrific. And the big thing with this one is, um, and I'm not ignoring his weird past because he's a weird dude. Don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. He plays uh, himself and then a younger version of himself in, again, the timelines are crossing. So, He's acting against himself most of the movie. And you, honest to God, believe that there are two different people on screen. I mean, it's really an incredible performance. It's a shame that you got people like that that are just can't get out of their way off screen that are so damn talented on screen. 
And that's exactly what Ezra Miller's situation is. But you have to remember, Robert Downey Jr. had his issues, too. Right. Thankfully, he got his comeback, and we got to see how great he is, you know? And Ezra made sure to take a year off out of the public spotlight, worked on their mental health. They've been very open about that. And it was unexpected that they showed up on the red carpet. They only did photos. They didn't do any interviews or anything else like that. But maybe... I mean, even though this isn't the blockbuster that the studio was hoping, maybe this is a fresh start for Ezra. That is possible once all of the legal issues and everything else is cleared yeah. up. And that's going to the box office with that. This is where I thought it was a big mistake because I was you know, trying to get interviews for everybody for that one as well. Michael Keaton didn't do interviews. Uh, Michael Shannon didn't. Uh, who else? I mean, Shasha Kelly, who plays Supergirl and is terrific in the movie, she is the only person they put out there. And you cannot sell a movie with one person. I yeah, mean, Michael was filming people... Beetlejuice in London. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have the Andy Muschietti, who is he did the the It movies, terrific director. You know, it, it, they just didn't sell it right. And and I get it. They they didn't want Ezra doing, and we all knew that he wasn't going to do it. But why wouldn't they? Hell, I mean, Michael, if he's filming Beetlejuice, okay, do some. They're no, they're no more. <laughs> have you heard of people doing satellites anymore? I mean, everything is Zoom now. He could have easily sat down and done some Zoom interviews at least. Oh, at least for the have... top outlets, done a half day yeah, of interviews. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they did not sell this $300, $300, $300 million movie. I don't, I don't know how you can do that. I, ju I just don't know. They're paying for it now. Yeah, they are. Big time, big time fan for it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this Tuesday. But we'll be back with all the crew next Tuesday, right? I mean, we'll be back tomorrow, but I'm talking about this specific crew. This specific crew. This all configuration. Right. This configuration. <laughs> I like it. Very good. Talk to you later. Thanks. See ya.